Well, hello and welcome to another episode of the Asking for a Friend podcast, an elder-led ministry of Believers Baptist Church in Emory, Texas. My name is Duffy Henderson and I'll be your host. The Asking for a Friend podcast exists as a weekly resource for the edification and benefit of God's people. Here we hope to provide helpful, thoughtful, and most importantly, biblical material as we address everyday life questions and issues. If you find this podcast helpful, please take a few moments to share it with someone that you think would also benefit from it. Thanks for listening in, and may the Lord bless this podcast greatly to you as a means of grace for your spiritual growth and benefit. We hope that you'll enjoy today's episode. Well, once again, I am joined by Jason Rowland and Philip Castleton. How are you brothers doing this afternoon? Mighty fine. Doing great. The Lord has given us a day to rejoice and be glad in Him. Amen. It's a beautiful day out there. He's given us some great weather. Well, we want to tackle um, an interesting topic, but I think it'll be uh, helpful for some, maybe many. Um, We're going to be asking a question today. Is it a sin for a Christian to be cremated? And probably more more broadly, the category would be, um, how do we think biblically about uh, cremation, specifically as a, a means of conducting a funeral for someone who's passed. Um, Jason, would you kind of kick us off with our discussion today? Well, I think it probably goes without saying, but we need to uh, identify or define what cremation is. And and cremation, when we're speaking about it in this episode of the podcast, is just a funerary process in which uh, a deceased body is virtually vaporized in intense heat, mm-hmm. if I can get that out, intense heat. And so that what is left would be bone fragments, and that would be swept up and, and kept, and those would be considered the ashes of the body. So as a process, it's just it's just a process that is recognized as a way to, to dispose of a dead body. Um, the question then is, asked by Christians, and I've been asked this at at football games, you know, sitting up in the stands, coming down at halftime from the, from the press box and Mm -hmm. walking down to go to the restroom, somebody saying, Hey, um, I need to talk with you about cremation. Um, recently I got a text about this. Um, what do you think about cremation? In fact, the text said, didn't you say at one time that cremation is a sin? And I said, well, if I said that, I probably hadn't thought very carefully about it. And so... Yeah, that's helpful. You know, yeah. Um, and, and begin to talk about that. And it's interesting because cremation is becoming more and more popular as a way to disposing of a dead body. In fact, I'm looking on the website of the National Funeral Directors Association right now. And I've got it pulled up here. And it says that there are... 57 and a half um, per this this um, population um, um, summary or uh, summary is not the word I'm looking for um, poll poll um, 57 and a half people would, would choose cremation 36 and point six percent of the people in this poll would choose burial and part of the reason is because of the cost. So the average cost of a funeral that is with burial now is approximately, this is a median cost across the country, $7,848. 
the median cost for cremation is six thousand nine hundred and seventy one. So not a lot of difference, but therefore, but because of the perception, people are choosing cremation um, because they see see it as uh, cost efficient for them. Um, so the to say all that is to say that cremation has become a very popular means now, and it will continue to increase in our culture um, because of cost uh, as a choice to dispose of the dead body. So we have to think about, um, is um, a funeral, this is my thinking, is a funeral just a way to dispose of a dead body? Or does it have bigger ramifications? Does it have other consequences for us than just a way to dispose of a dead body? And does the Bible speak to cremation being a sin or does the Bible speak to cremation at all? And I would say that the Bible doesn't speak to cremation at all. Yeah. I, I would I would agree with you, which which makes this a uh an interesting topic to discuss. Well uh, yeah, it doesn't have to be I'm with you. I, I think that the, the the from my perspective, from my conversations and from what I've heard and, and read uh, I think that the the primary motivation for people is financial. Usually, that's why um, it's it's seldom theological. Now, but as Christians and as as members of and and students of the book, we we ought to be thinking um, theologically. Does do, do, because everything we do ultimately says something about what we believe. Right. Right. So, is cremation then? Um, Sinful. I think that we would all agree that the Bible doesn't say thou shalt not be cremated or insinuate anything of the sort. So no, we wouldn't say that it's sinful. Um, is it ideal? That's a different question. And um, then we start taking um, um, what we believe, what we know about the scripture, and um, and letting that inform our decision-making process. And in that situation, I would say maybe or maybe not. Right. Right. Uh, because that was that's a different question to be answered. So what yeah. we see primarily in the Bible is the the idea of burial. I mean, we see the kings placed in tombs. We see Jesus himself placed in tombs. We see Sarah by Abraham, her, her husband, placed in a tomb. So burial is the common biblical means of disposing of a corpse. Sure. Um, there are instances in the scripture of people being burned to death. Mm-hmm. Um, so that they, one of the kings who illegitimately got the throne and was um, being held accountable and the, uh, the authorities were coming against him, he burned the palace down on himself. So he burned up his body. Um, that's not an argument for cremation. We just see that in Scripture there's definitely the time that fire is used to destroy the body. Um, the armies that the groups of 50s that came against the prophet elijah when fire came from heaven and incinerated those soldiers right yeah yeah. two different groups that's not an argument for cremation so what we see in scripture then is a, a very clear idea of burial and i think it's because it makes a statement about what we understand about god what we understand about the um, resurrection. The resurrection, what we understand about the body. Mm-hmm. Well, if I could interject really quickly, just some helpful, maybe some questions. 
to think through, if we're thinking theologically and biblically about this um, topic, um, would our understanding of um, the, the Imago Dei, the image of God as, as humanity, we are image bearers, would that come into play with how we're buried, um, considering uh, just the physical body? Um, I, I think that maybe we could... Well, let me let me, ask, let me interject for just a moment. Sure. Do do we believe that the imago dei is represented by the physical body? Some people might. Some people might. Yeah. Some people might. I I don't know that I would hold that view. I I would not hold that view yeah. either. I think that there there might be some. Uh, I think just there's a kind different reason different. theologically yeah. to land. Sure, and that's not yeah. the only one too. Sure. I think you know self selfifically. Um, how how uh, is it Colossians one that uh, or Ephesians one rather that. Um, Everything will be summed up in Christ at the end of all time, right? All things. Um, we've been promised in 1 Corinthians 15, the glorified body um, that we have. And not that God, God can, cre- he can create, he can do whatever. Sure. Um, and so well, just, I guess, different facets of this I wanted I, to bring I in. I think the scripture is pretty clear that the body is not some worthless um, shell it it has some legitimacy in that it has some sanctity even in that yeah. God says that we're fearfully and wonderfully made. He he knits us together in our mother's womb. He causes conception in life, and that conception and that life uh, ultimately find fruit in a body. That's right. We don't want to lean to a Gnostic view where all all of, like our body is just. Absolutely. We want to get rid of the body. We want right. to... No, we don't. We need to be dualistic in the sense that true, that, that, that our body is important. True. And this is why yeah. I was saying there's a distinction to be made on whether it's sinful or whether it's um, um, necessary or not. Well, that was the word I used a minute ago. Not, it's not sinful, but is it helpful? Is yeah. it ultimately yeah. useful? Is it ideal? Is, is it yeah. ideal? Yeah. And, and that's a different question, right? Because um, from my perspective... I would never say not to get one, but I would say just think, you need to go to the scripture and think about what it means. I think that the person who buries, a lot of people bury with no thought at all. So just let me be clear. But I think if we're going to be thoughtful about the way that we live our lives and even the the last thing that's done with our physical body, we ought to be thinking in terms of um, this body does mean something. I'm going to have a resurrected body. And when I don't ultimately destroy it in, in fire, I'm saying something about my hope of resurrection. That's, that's kind of where I was wanting to go with what I, I didn't articulate it, but you, you articulated that well. Do you have anything to follow up with that, Jason? Well, I do in the, in the sense that I think what we see in Scripture is the, the idea of, of the, val- the value of the body. In death, that body certainly goes back to dust. Sure. Whether it's burned in of fire course. or whether it, yes, you know, and that that's good. That's helpful. Right. Yeah. So um, we're not talking about then God being unable to resurrect a body in cremation as compared to burial. Sure. Sure. But we are talking about the the fact that that body, when that body is laid in the ground or it is in a casket before a group of people that have come to pay last respects or rights or to come alongside that family in their grief what they're saying is that body had a soul mm-hmm. and that soul now uh, is before god and that that would be a different discussion but that body then housed a soul and so it, it has value in that sense so now the final dignity that we can give to this body 
is to bury it. Mm-hmm. We can show care. This is why Jesus's body was asked for mm-hmm. by Joseph of Arimathea yeah. and wrapped in spices. That's and right. That's taken right. Taken care yeah. of and put in a tomb because it's showing some respect. That's right. Some yeah. last care, mm-hmm. tender realization that the person that we knew was in this body. The soul yeah. that we knew was in this body. Well, and we have to affirm, right? Genesis chapter one, God made all things and he made them good. Mm-hmm. Very good. There's no, I mean, our bodies are part of that. Our human creation or human creation, creation. When God created human beings, right. that was part of his good creation. Um, well, I was going to so, say another thing in the context of this, whether it's a sin or not, you know, we read a text in a previous podcast earlier that the only sin that's actually committed against the body is, is sexual sin. Every other sin is committed outside of the body. And so mm-hmm. if you take that in consideration, actually burning the body, I think, would fall outside of that category, right? I mean, in, in final. Mm-hmm. So we, I think that would be a definitive, no, it's not sinful. Yeah. But is it ultimately that's helpful? Interesting. Yeah, that's, right? that's an interesting point there. And I, I just, yeah. It just came to me but in that sense. I don't know if it's ultimately applicable, but it makes sense, right? I mean, it does categorize um, all other sins are done outside of the body, yet one is performed against the body. Well, if this were um, if this were a sinful act, it would definitely be one performed against the body. Right, right? sure. So that being said, but, but you're right, I mean, it, there is something theological being um, stated when when we do whatever we do with sure, our bodies. Sure. And so that being said, um, and the Bible tells us everything you do, eat, drink, whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. And if we take all of that into consideration, what do I do with my body as a last statement of how my body should be offered up in service to God? And I think in, in hopes of a resurrection, right? In, 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 in uh, tender care, rep- like, like you just said, in rep- uh, recognizing that this was... Um, uh, the, the flesh, not to be separated uh, from, I mean, now separated from a soul, but nevertheless, at one point in union with that soul, right? Uh, not two distinct things, but something that um, is, is in union with it. And, and one day we'll be in union with it again. Right. And I think, too, that um, anytime that, that you go to a funeral now and you go to a graveside service, when you think about it, um, the caskets are buried with the head always facing east. That's a Christian concept because Jesus is supposed to come from the east when he returns. And so that resurrection is that you would be raised looking to Jesus immediately. And I mean, that may be, there may be legitimacy to that or not. But the point is, it's a Christian idea. Let's bury this body with the head facing east, looking, so that when Jesus comes, when that resurrected body rises, it will see Jesus. Yeah. Now, the other thing, too, is I think that a funeral brings, with a burial, brings some kind of closure for the family. Mm. Um, you get an opportunity, uh, and it, it sounds kind of morbid, and perhaps for different people it has different thoughts, you know, but to be able to go and view the casket and see the body, there's those last moments of tearful farewell of the body that you knew is now going to be lost to you and buried. Um, There's also this idea when you have a burial, and that is it becomes an opportunity for the gospel. It becomes a gospel presentation. Because the, of what we're saying about That's the body, right. what we're saying about resurrection, what we're saying about the wages of sin being death, 
what we're saying about the only way to overcome death is the gospel. Right. And that points again what uh, Philip just said. We have a future hope, we, especially in a Christian burial. Um, there is a, an, an immensely um, applicable point to be made that we, we're longing for. We, we lament sin and its effects, but we're longing for, we know this future consummation of all things. Well, and it made me go back to what you said a minute ago, when, what he just said, the, the fact that we're not Gnostics. We're not. We actually believe that this body is important, right? We don't make that distinction that what this body is, does, and um, you know what happens in this body is ultimately unimportant. No, we don't believe that. We believe that what happens in this body is, is ultimately very, very important. And what happens to this body ultimately is very, very important. Yeah. So, so we're not Gnostics in that sense either. I think there's a real sense in which I'm not accusing anybody who's ever had uh, who's cremated a loved one of sure, being Gnostic. Of I am not. saying yeah. that um, that if we're going to give legitimacy to the the union of, of a man's body and soul, then um, there should be some legitimacy to his body once that soul is departed. Right. Yeah, and I, just a thought I just had um, is that Jesus even says that it is not, he, speaking to this Gnostic idea, that Jesus says um, that the worst thing that comes from a man is not, he doesn't talk physical. He says it's what comes from the heart is what defiles a man. And so Jesus even speaks stronger to the soul of that person. You can make a case, I guess, for that. Um, And so when we're thinking about burial, um, the death of someone, would you guys agree that we should think carefully about it? And it shouldn't be a pragmatic reason um, to either do one or the other. We should give it a little more care and thought due mm-hmm. to who our maker is and who we are in relation to our maker. Um, sure. w- would that be a fair assessment? Yeah, I, w- I would think that ultimately would come to Christian freedom. I uh, sure. I wouldn't want to say don't make it on a pragmatic decision because um, there, there may be a legitimate reasons that somebody needs to make a pragmatic well, decision. I, yeah, let me clarify. I, I didn't say don't, ma- don't right. do it purely for... Pra- I, yeah. I mean... Take all things into consideration. Take right? all things. Yeah. That, uh, more of what Philip was yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah, that's a, that's a good I didn't way. say don't cremate. Right. I just mean yeah. right. I if, if, you, if you're going to do the cremation. It, um, should, it should never be purely flip, pragmatic. Flippant or it, pragmatic. Yeah, it yeah. should. There should be considerations. And that's what I was going to say, too. And ultimately, I would never tell someone don't. But like we did when the other day when we talked about the Sabbath, right? My, my view on this is ultimately read the scriptures take a convictional stance yes. and then act according to that stance. Amen. And, and yep. that's what we ought to do in all Christian liberty positions. But I would say the same thing here. If, if you're making a decision purely pragmatically, you're not pleasing the Lord with that decision. If you make that decision because you've sought God's word, you've sought to understand it, you've come down in a position convictionally um, based on information gleaned from God's word, and you act in accordance with that, I would say, by all means, whatever decision you make will be wonderful. Because uh, you can actually make a case and, and argue that whether your your body is in an urn before a group of people, if you're having a public funeral, mm-hmm. or if it's a body in a casket, you can still preach the gospel. Of course, sure. of course, yeah. yes, yeah. yes. So, you know, we wouldn't want to say, well, we can only preach the gospel if there's a, a body in a casket, but we would want to say that there's some real reasons and some thought why the 
that being able to view a body in a casket by a group of people um, could point to, remember that the wages of sin is death. This is where we all wind up. This is the end result of all of us um, because there's sin, but there's a remedy. Yes. Yes. And here's the remedy. Well, before we wrap things up, do you guys have any last final closing thoughts? No, I I think that uh, one thing that we could uh, probably say too is that um, when we consider um, the fact that laws are in place now for, this goes back to the pragmatic part of this, laws are in place now for the disposal of a body without all the funerary um, traditions that we hold to. That is, you don't have to be embalmed. I, I guess each state might have different rules and, and laws concerning that. But, you know, you can bury a body in a hole within 24 hours. But <clears throat> but you have to do that, I think, within a certified cemetery. You know, you can't just go do it in your backyard. Um, so there are some regulations. But I'm just saying cost, if cost becomes a issue that you have to think about or that you desire to think about, then I think there are ways to bring the cost of a normal funeral down um, to perhaps the same point. level of, That's a good point. of cremation. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So you can you can think about it that That's way. That's helpful as well. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. So I, I guess where we want to end this episode, um, listener, is first of all, just think carefully, think biblically, um, do your own searching through the scriptures on these matters. As believers and as Christians, we should be working out our faith constantly. We should be considering all these things and how scripture speaks because it ultimately is the word of God. So we want to encourage you. Hopefully this has been a helpful episode today. But that's it for us for this particular episode. Thanks so much for taking the time to listen to the Asking for a Friend podcast. And we surely hope it's been a blessing to you. Please take a moment to like and share this podcast with someone that you know, maybe on a social media platform, maybe through text message, someone that may uh, be interested in hearing the content we've covered today. And don't forget, you can always submit a question for us to consider, um, uh, to answer on a future podcast by going to our website, bbcemory.org, going to the media tab, scrolling all the way to the bottom and submitting a question to us through the um, question box there. So until next time, grace and peace be with you all.